doing tonight here on Wednesday, and we're, we're talking about money cometh. Everybody here say it with me. Money cometh. Now, we used to a long time ago when this came out, Leroy Thompson introduced it. We would pull the lever. Whatever that is, we would pull the lever. So y'all just pretend there's a lever here, and we're going to pull it. Money cometh to me now, yes. I was a little rusty there, hallelujah. Well, that's what's happening. And we're not talking God into anything. We're not seeing, you know, we're not promising him. We'll do this if you'll do that. He's already done that. And so he's on our side. And that's what we're ministering is that God's on our side. Uh, John 10.10, Jesus said, you know what he said, I have come that they might have the Zoe, God kind of life, and have it to the full. I remember what 3 John 2 says. It says, Beloved, I pray above all things. Can you say all things? All things. That you may prosper and be in health. Whoa, whoa. Even as your soul prospers. So we are spending some time tonight. I hope you're spending time in your word. Prospering your soul. Prospering your soul. Because if you'll prosper your soul, everything will work out. People that win the lottery, they can't hold on to it because they have a weak soul. They don't know what to do with it. They're so used to living in this or living without that that this whole new paradigm comes along. They've never braced for it. They've never seen it. And therefore, it slips right through their life. But I can tell you, I can handle it. Can you handle it? We can. And that is the prerequisite to being an administrator in the kingdom. God needs somebody to handle his money. I know you might think. He's just handling it himself. He's just growing it on trees, and then angels are going down, plucking it up, and sending it where it needs to go. But that might not be true. The wealth of the wicked is stored up for us. And so we have no problem with money. I said money is no problem. It's so easy for God to get money to you. Now, some things are difficult to pray because there's people involved. And if you've ever been like me way back then, I was sending people to the rough sands of the sea and Stuff like that, and it wasn't working out for me. <laughs> this is way back. This wasn't yesterday or anything. But money, it's everywhere. I'm telling you, it's money. If you were to take a little camera into the cartel's money room, you'd go, there's no money shortage. There's money everywhere. So it's just a matter of prospering our soul. Be in health. Prosper and be in health. So that's what we're doing. Um, we're going to do it a little different tonight. We're going to have some people do what I've been doing, which is to articulate God's vocabulary that reveals his intention. Now, he, he doesn't move by moods or little, uh, little feelings. He doesn't uh, whisper and say, I, I'm giving you a little goosey bump here. He wrote it down. He wrote it down, he wrote what he wanted, and he wanted what he wrote. And so, if there's a misunderstanding, a miscommunication, it's on my part. If I, if I believe a lie, that's on me, because he told it like he wanted it. Now, if he told us, I want you poor, I want you to be uh, humble, and I want everybody to think they want to be like you. Fat chance of that. <laughs> but he didn't. And we need to know that because the traditions of men, this world, is against God, and they want us to be poor. So uh, 
It's God's vocabulary against the traditions of men that are making God little and making Him unkind. The world wants our God. They'll say, well, if God was such a loving God, why'd He take my baby? You've ever heard that or something similar to that? Well, they're making God little. He couldn't do anything about it. And they made Him unkind. He didn't care anything about it. But that's the traditions of men. That's the emotions of men. It's what they do when they don't want to commit their life, make Jesus the Lord. I'm going to say that again like Pastor Moss says. It's what they say when they don't want to commit their lives and make Jesus Lord. They make Him insignificant. They make Him unimportant. They make Him not necessary by making Him little and making Him unkind. They make Him as a man. And so they go, I'm I'm not going to serve that kind of God. So um, I have found, I studied on it all day today, and I've dug it out. I, there's probably more, but I've dug out a bunch of stuff. 136 verses, verses that talk about the vocabulary of God wanting you rich. Now, I know y'all don't, people don't care for that word rich. They want moderately funded, somewhat supplied, better than it was upper middle class, upper whatever, but the Bible doesn't agree with that. Now, you can, you can have whatever you want, do whatever you want. It's totally up to you. There's no, God's no, not smacking anybody around for thinking wrong. The devil is, but not God. So, but he said rich. So get your little pumpkin head around that word, and you'll, you'll be in agreement with heaven. You'll be in the same boat with God. Now, here's the thing, and we won't go on it much. I'm going to talk about it later. But God has a job for us to do. This isn't us pilgrims just walking around, getting to the end of our life, getting old and saying, beam me up. That's not it. There's a job to do. And most of the church does not know. I've got a job. I've been equipped. I've been endowed. I've been assigned. I've been graced. I've been anointed to do a job. My number one job is to find out what my job is. But it takes money. If you've ever done a job, if you've ever done anything for your kids, done everything like Eric talked about getting a car, it takes M-O-N-E-Y. It takes lots of cash. And God's got lots of cash. So we're going to ask three people to come up here tonight and, and, uh, and just articulate what God has said right out of the verse, right out of the scriptures, what God has said about you and me and our money. Pamela, come. Y'all pay attention. Abound. Abound to every good work. Abundantly. Abundance. All grace abound towards you. All nations shall call you blessed. All sufficiency in all things. All things and more than enough. All these things shall be added unto you. All things work together for good to them who love him. Also freely give us all things. As he is, so are we in this world. Ask, and it shall be given. Ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Become rich, abundantly supplied. Being enriched in all things to all bountifulness. Believe you receive them, and you shall have them. Be rich, blessed, be the fruit of thy ground, the fruit of thy cattle, thy kind, and thy sheep. Blessed to be a blessing. Blessed is the man, bounty, 
changed my wages ten times, but God suffered him not to hurt me. Chastisement of our shalom, prosperity, was upon him. Cup runneth over, delightsome land. Enjoy plenty and live in abundance. Enough, enriched in everything to all bountifulness. Everyone that asketh receiveth. Everything I need and amply supplied. Exceeding abundance above all that you can ask or think. Exceeding great reward. Fed thee in the wilderness with manna. Filled twelve baskets which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. Flows with milk and honey. Fruit put to your account. Give you great and goodly cities which thou buildest not. Given unto us all things. God gave the increase. God hath dealt wondrously with you. God is able to make all grace abound towards you. God loveth a cheerful giver and goodly. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. Great substance, he ministereth seed to the sower. He reigneth flesh upon them as dust, and feathered fowl as the seed, sand of the sea. He that multiply your seed sown and increase the fruits of your righteousness, having all sufficiency in all things. Horn shall be exalted. I am thy shield and exceeding great reward. It is the Lord God who giveth thee power to get wealth. If God be for us, who can be against us? Increase you more and more, infinitely above our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, or hopes. Inherit substance and fill their treasures. I will open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. Knock, and it shall be open to you. Lend unto many nations. Make rich. Man did eat angels' food. Might be rich. More than enough. Multiply your seed sown. Neither shall your fruit cast her fruit before the time. Not room enough to receive it. Nothing shall be impossible to him who believes. Open unto thee his good treasure. Open you the windows of heaven. Overflow with wine and oil. Peace. People bring much more than enough for the service of the work. People restrain from giving. Plenteous in goods. Plenty. Plenty and be satisfied. Pour you out a blessing. Prepare a table before you in the presence of my enemies. Pre profit added to your account. Prosper and be in health. Prosperity. Prosperous. Reap bountifully. Receive a reward. Riches. Riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Rich reward. Seek and you shall find. Set me in a large place. Set thee on high above. Shall also reap bountifully. Shall be done for them my, fa my Father which is in heaven. Shall not want. Shall supply all of your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Smote the rock that the waters did gush out. Stuff they had was sufficient and too much, so ye would abound more and more. Success, superabundantly above, supplieth the want of the saints. Supply all your needs from his glorious riches. 
that they might have Zoe life more abundantly, that ye may abound to every good work, that ye through his poverty might be rich. The blessing of Abraham might come upon the Gentiles through Christ Jesus. The lines have fallen in pleasant places, and I have a good reward. The chastisement of our shalom, peace, well-being, prosperity, was upon him. The floor shall be full of wheat. The Lord gave them favor, and they did spoil the Egyptians. The Lord make you to increase. The Lord shall fill your storehouses with grain. The Lord will give you prosperity in the land. The press is full. The stuff they had was sufficient for all the work to make it and too much. The vats shall not be room enough to receive it. Very rich, wealthy, wealth and wealthy. Wealth and riches shall be in this house. Wealthy place. What things soever ye desire when you pray, ye shall have them. When thou hast built goodly houses and dwell therein, when thou hast eaten and are full, when thy herds and thy flocks multiply, when thy silver and gold is multiplied, and all that thou hast is multiplied, wherever you go and whatever you do, you will be blessed, which reacheth thee to profit and leadeth thee by the way thou shouldest go, will richly fill your every need in a glorious way. With his abundant wealth, my God will supply all your needs. Without contradiction, the less is blessed of the latter. Ye are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Ye having all sufficiency in all things, you might be made wealthy. You will lend to many nations and never borrow from them. There's nothing else to be said. If you have a problem with that, there's 136. I lifted the scripture out. Some of them were in other versions. But I lifted the scripture. What you heard this evening is the scripture. It's the word of God. I didn't extrapolate on it. Didn't. That was the word. Some of those verses you may think, oh, that's just a different version of it. Actually, it's in two different places. Said different. I was amazed. So let's lift our hands and thank him for his plan and desire for us. Lord, we just thank you right now that there's so much. There's too much. But Lord, we change tonight. We change and you change us. And we give you praise, Lord, that every need is met and more in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. That's one of the coolest things I've ever done is put that list together. Amen. Let's look in Ephesians chapter 3. You didn't think that was all of it, did you? <laughs> I was... What, what do they do when they have a concert and they have a group, they have a group go out and warm up the crowd? <laughs> Are y'all warmed up? <laughs> Hallelujah. Well, we just want to think right. We don't have to talk anybody into anything. We just let the Word do the talking. If, if it doesn't say it, we don't believe it. Ephesians 3.20. Let's read it together. We all know it, but let's... You can't know this verse too much. Because this is a big one. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was poor, though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, that ye through his poverty might be made rich. That is the covenant scripture. That is what changes heaven into your life. So this right here, he's just, he's just blessing it. Ready, read. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think according to the power that worketh within us. Okay, let's, let's, uh, let's read it again. Ready, read. 
Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. Well, I'd say the will of God was pretty plain right there. I'd say the plan of God was pretty plain. If you think God's lost, if you think he's just a fog, if you think he's not interested in people, if you think he's, he's, uh, he's sliding in, he's like, he doesn't really know, we're just, we're just trying to work this out and see what we can do. You'd be wrong. Everything in the Word of God concerning your finances is specific, unique, and personal. It's, he hadn't lumped you in with some millionaire. He hadn't lumped you in with somebody under the bridge. It's just according to your faith, let it be done unto you. But he's on board. There's a legal. What we did tonight is set the legal side. And if it's legal to do it, then it's just up to you whether you're going to do it or not. Amen? So um, we are adjusting. I'm adjusting. It's taken years. It's taken years for me to shake off a spirit of lack, a culture of lack. Maybe that's a better term. Uh, my, my folks were not mean. They weren't poor by any means. But my dad was buying a farm since 1955. And you know the story. If we had a bad year, everybody tightened up because we had to make that land payment. And if we had a good year, we drilled water wells. So it didn't change my life at all. So, I, you know, I lived out of the thrift store. I had shoes that were too big that we put cardboard in to get me to school. Oh, yeah. And all my clothes were out of the, the thrift store. And it marks people, it, uh, you know, because we had money, but it was just going towards the farm. And I can say I didn't really love the farm. <laughs> it was getting my tennis shoes. <laughs> I, I, I was so, uh, I'll, I'll just tell this real quick. I hated the shoes I had. I had some tennis shoes. And back then, you know, the tennis shoes that you wore, you, they weren't cool like they are now, maybe. They were those old, uh, what do you call them? Converse, that's it. And I hated those puppies, but I had, Dad had a motorcycle, and we had alleys. We had alleys between our house. It would be a row of houses, an alley, trash, and then the next row of houses. And I went up and down that alley, dragging my feet, trying to put 100,000 miles on those tennis shoes. Because <laughs> I couldn't get new ones until I either stuck my foot out of them so, or, or I wore them out. So that's, that's my past. And it, my point is, is, it's taken me a lot of years of deliberate moving away from that kind of thinking. And it's not to get more stuff. I'm not trying to think that way so I can have more stuff and I can drive better and live better. I'm not. It's the will of God. He demands me to be in my place. He demands me to be able to snap when He snaps and be able to move in that kingdom according to heaven. Not to have to wait on me to say, God, I don't think I can do that, or I don't know, and I don't understand, and everything. Those days, they're up to me. Fix it in advance. Be ready for when he calls, he's going to need you. Well, if you're not ready, he won't call. And most of the church is not ready. Did I say almost all? Most of the church is not ready. It's not that they don't have money. Money is not the object because you can get a rich person, a person that's, that's wealthy inside, and he can lose everything. And by the weekend, he'll already have a plan going up for the next year that'll put him right back. But on the other hand, you can take what we said a while ago, a poor man, a, a man that's small in his thinking, and give him a lottery, give him an inheritance. And he'll, 
he'll be on his way out by the next weekend. So it's not outward, it's inward. And so I've been deliberating, just like you have, about how to get my inside bigger, to enlarge my capacity. And that's why we teach on the offering every Sunday morning. We don't teach on the offering to try to get you to give. That doesn't work, because if you give out of faith, then pretty soon you're going to not have anything, and you're going to be mad at the Word, and then you're going you're to be mad at God. And you might be a little mad at me. So we don't use emotion. We don't try to pull. This church has to pull for its own faith. We have to pull for our income, and that just means if you don't have it, it's coming from the north, south, east, and the west. Amen? It's coming because my faith is not dependent on anybody, and neither is yours. So we're enlarging, and it's not for our college fund, and our someday this car is going to wear out, and we're going to have to get another one. It's not that. It's for the kingdom. Because once you go to work for God, no man goes to war. No man goes to war at his own expense. Once you get enlisted into him, he take care of you. he take care of you. Better than you would. Well, we don't like being full of money and full of access and stuff when all our religious friends or our tradition or our family, when they're struggling. And so you know how it is. You, you, somebody gives you a real nice picture in your house and somebody comes in and says, I just love that picture. And the first thing you want to do is say, well, yeah, I, it, was, it was given to us. Or what a beautiful dress you have on. Well, I caught that at the thrift store. It was on, you know. We just cannot own up to my God has supplied all of my need. Period. It's him. It may have been at the thrift store. It may have been given, but it didn't come through the thrift store or somebody's hands. It came through heaven. So this is what we're about. This is the motive. This is why we do what we do. It's not just to get you where you can pay your bills. If you'll get this inside of you, your bills will be paid before they get there. And so you go, well, uh, why aren't they? Now, I'm going to tell you a little secret, and you might not like this. But nobody has to wonder what kind of seed you and I are planting. A farmer that goes out at night and plants a field, nobody sees him. But everybody knows in eight days exactly what he planted, how much he planted, whether he took care of his crop. We all know at harvest. Jack, you are a, you're, you're a fraud. You, you didn't do it. Because if you did, this would be the outcome. So we're all working on that because we cannot hide it. This is tough, I know, but you can't hide it. I can't hide mine. When I, when I don't get it, it's me. It's not God. I said God's on our side. He's looking down at your life and, and he's maneuvering heaven in every single possible way to get you blessed, to get you more, to get you in front of somebody that'll get you in front of somebody. He, he is full-time. Holy Ghost is is on your side, and he, he's not just like, I'm busy over here, just, can you wing it for a week or six, and I'll be back over in your part of the world eventually. He's on it. He's a personal coach, if you can use that example, a life coach. He never leaves you, and he wants to prosper you. One reason he wants to prosper you is because you are his ambassador, and he wants his ambassadors representing the king appropriately. And so we don't need garage sales. We don't need bake sales to finance our youth group, to get us on a mission trip, to, to, to build a new uh, uh, wing on the church. We don't need that because that says, world, we need you because our God is little and he's unkind. 
We just may preach it tonight. We may just get loose here. <laughs> Where was I? It wasn't there. So um, we have to own prosperity. It's not just that you agree with it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that's where we've almost all been. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know, I know God. I know the Scriptures. I know my God shall supply. I know, I know. That's, that's, that's surface. That's just this deep. We've got to own it. We've got to be a little grump grump. Eric Scott told me one time, he said, uh, I said his kids were a little grump grump. And I, I said, well, yeah, they are. I've been a little grump grump before. Have you? Well, we've got to get a little grump grump about when things don't go our way. Finding out why. I got to agree with heaven. I got to agree with prosperity. Not just agree with supply. I have to agree with overflow. Did you just listen to the word? 136 times God said, How do you want me to say it? Overflow is what I have designed into you at the new birth. You are designed. Well, it doesn't feel like it. Well, we have to renew our mind. We have to, even, even in our day, we have to upgrade our software and hardware and everything. Well, it's kind of hard to upgrade the hardware, but the software can definitely take a hit and say, we, we're still working off of, uh, of DOS, and, and here we have got Windows 10 out, and it's like, what's, what's wrong? Well, the software doesn't go with that DOS business, whatever that is. Hallelujah. Uh, I was with somebody this week, and uh, I've been meditating a word. And I looked it up today to see if it was in the dictionary or the thesaurus or anywhere. I didn't know how to spell, spell it, so I, I just stabbed at it every way. But I put down here that uh, from a wealth trust, from, a, from changing what I was born into, because I was not born into wealth, obviously you were not either, or they've got a trust for you, but you're going to be 70 before you get it, so you weren't born into it. So here we are. We're at this level, not of any intent of our own. And God says, I want an upgrade. I want, a, I want this thing to change. And we're going, Lord, I don't even have the tools. I don't even know what that looks like. You want me upgrade. What, what does that You want me to fund the nations. You want me to be a demonstration. You've got overflow, exceeding abundantly, above, all. What does that look like? What? I don't even know that. I, I don't even have any friends that are like that. And you're saying, be that man, be that woman. So it's, a, it's quite a challenge. And the only way you can do that is to start scraping off the traditions of men, of everybody just has to be what they are, do the best they can, and Christians especially may have to take a little hit because we have to support the church. We got to bring our money, you know, they're all going to the lake in their new boat, but we're bringing our money to the church and trying to keep it going. It's just wrong. Y'all say amen when you get it. I mean, you may not like this, but this is how it is, and if we don't just face how it is, we will always just be how we were. So I, I, I wrote down here that I, I, wanted to ed, I wanted to enlarge my capacity to administrate wealth. But here's the next word. Without finagling. Look that word up. If you can find it, bring it back to me. You know what? Everybody knows what finagling is, don't you? 
It's when you finesse. It's when you massage. It's when you, you work the thing around until you can make something happen. Instead of having done all to stand, just stand there for. The word is working. My seed is prospering. Men are giving to me, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. They're, they're all over in hot pursuit for me. The windows are wide open. Instead, you know, we're like, ah, this, I prayed it yesterday, and this is the next morning. We better get some help. Do y'all know Abraham gave God some help? He finagled the deal. Y'all think about it just a minute, and you'll think of Hagar. Yeah, that's a finagle. Remember Jacob. Jacob was the deceiver, the usurper. Ah, that's finagling. He's like, well, God can't get me where I want to be, so I'm going to cheat Esau out of the firstborn and messed up both of them. Right. Messed up everything because there was a finagle there. But God said, I'm going to do this. I'm going to get it done. I'm writing it down. I'm verifying it. I'm going to get this done for you boys if you'll just leave it alone and don't finagle. Point to yourself with me and say, hey, you, quit finagling. <laughs> Maybe you've never finagled. Nah, that's not true. <laughs> Everybody in here has helped. Got in a hurry. That was real good. For God, you know, the, uh, I wish above all things, I pray above all things that you'd prosper. That you'd prosper. I'd, John said, I pray above all things. If he didn't just lump it in there and say, well, I pray you'd be humble and I'd pray you'd do right and be kind and be a giver. But he said, clear the table. I pray above all things. John, the apostle, the beloved one. There was the multitude, the 70, the 12, Peter, James, and John, and John. He's in the moon orbit, the closest one. And John, the apostle, he said, I pray above all things that you'd prosper. It must be pretty high on God's list. Since he wrote the whole book, he wrote John, the epistles of John, and Revelation. I'd say we'd have to give him a pass on some stuff that he knew what he was doing. He said, above all things. So why don't we take that hold? Why don't we take hold of all things? Prosper. I wish above all that you'd prosper. I wish above all things you'd prosper. Why, why are we just saying, ah, good enough? It's not right. But nobody has the guts to get up and say it. Because people don't like to be called out. But the Word calls us out. If you are any kind of student of the Word, if you read it at all, if you meditate it at all, if you ever ask Holy Spirit, explain to me the kingdom, get ready. Because it's not going to be what you thought. He's going to go, he's going to jump in your life. But you'll come out like, a, like somebody that's been at the farm all day and come out of the shower. You'll say, that was good. He's for us. He's for us. 1 Corinthians 9, do I have time for that? Sure. Y'all wouldn't take my scripture reading that all of them did out of my time, would you? <laughs> uh, 1 Corinthians, yes, chapter 9. Look in verse 7. We didn't get to read this very good last time, but we'll read it tonight. Who goeth a warfare any time at his own charges? Now, that's supposed to be a rhetorical question, but let's just answer it. Nobody I'm going to read it again. You answer it. Who goeth the warfare any time in his own charges? That was where y'all were supposed to say nobody. <laughs> Who goeth the warfare at any time in his own charges? Nobody. 
All right, there we're in heaven's court. Hallelujah. Who planteth the vineyard and eateth not of the fruit thereof? Or who feedeth the flock and eateth not of the milk of the flock? Okay, so he said all that to say what? Say I these things as a man, or saith not the law the same thing? For it is written in the law of Moses, Thou shalt not muzzle the mouth of the ox that treadeth out the corn. Doth God take care for oxen? Or saith he it altogether for our sakes? For our sakes, no doubt, this is written, that he that ploweth should plow in hope, and that he that thresheth in hope should be partaker of his hope. If we have sown unto you spiritual things, Paul is telling, the Corinthians, is it a great thing that we should not reap your carnal things? And if others be partaker of this power over you, are we not rather? Nevertheless, we have not used this power, but suffer all things, lest we should hinder the gospel of Christ. Now, one thing that comes up in missions all the time, I've heard this over many a time, that prosperity gospel doesn't work in poor, poor nations. That you can't expect them to give when they are barely eating and barely clothing and barely everything. To bring to the church a tithe. It's, a, it's out there. They're teaching that. And the people are believing that. So they're not bringing. And guess what they're not having? Everything. It's the first thing you got to do. is to bring Jesus into their life as Lord. Without him being Lord, he's just a buddy. He's just a, a friend. He's just, a, you know, my ticket. Punch my ticket, Lord. I'm going to heaven. He's not the Lord of your life. If thou will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, yea. We read it, but Deuteronomy 8.18 says, He shall give thee the power to get wealth. So I've got the power to get wealth. Let's confess it. I've got the power to get wealth. Because I'm a covenant man. I'm a covenant man. For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. That though he was rich, he became poor, that you through his poverty, his indigency, might be made rich. Look up the word rich. It doesn't mean spiritually rich. It means stuff. It is a stuff word. Look it up. I, check it out. It's a stuff word. So it's a covenant thing that God wants to prosper. Well, just because you're in a poor uh, Indonesian nation or some uh, Nepal or Africa or anywhere, anywhere, and you don't have stuff, the way to stick out is to make Jesus Lord. We have to get over the part that says he's just here to go to heaven. He said, I have come that you might have life on earth. How much life, Lord, the same life that God has it, to the overflow? And how do you overflow being regular? Are you overflowing? Don't answer, but I'm just saying we can do more. Yes. Well, work harder or save more or get a budget or give less. That's not the lordship of Jesus. Your seed is the most powerful thing in your life after your words. And your words are seeds, so it's the same. So we got to plant seeds. The New Living says he gives you power to be successful. How about that? In order to fulfill the covenant he confirmed. Listen to that. He gives you the power to get wealth to fulfill the covenant. 
Wow, a marker in the covenant is being wealthy or having the power to get wealth. Now, you might not ever be wealthy because Buddy Harrison, you know Brother Hagin's son-in-law, he said that. He said, I live on, t- I live on 10% and give 90 But he said, if you want to live like I want to live, you have to have quite the cash flow. In other words, to live on 100000 you've got to pull in a million. Wow. Yeah, wowie. Well, you have to work to get to that place by enlarging your capacity. Stretching out. Saying, Lord, I want to do it for you and I want to, I want to use my, my gift, my grace in life. And I want, to, I want to leave this world with the well done part being assigned to me. I don't want to be, I just, yeah, Lord, I didn't, I didn't skin anybody. I didn't, I didn't kill anybody. And I sent my mama a Mother's Day card. You know, I, that, that's, that's not what we're wanting to get up there for to mention to him. I, Lord, I saved nations. I funded nations. Ah, let's skip some of this stuff. Because I can tell y'all are going to want me to go. Let's go to, I'll go to Ecclesiastes 2, and I'll quit. And if you'll come back next week, I promise to be here. <laughs> Ecclesiastes, it's, uh, it's uh, Psalms, Proverbs. Is Ecclesiastes next? Okay. It's where the pages stick together, they say. Verse two, chapter 2, verse 26. I skipped a whole bunch of stuff to get to this verse, but you, you'll, you'll do it. Verse 26 in the King James says, For God, for God. So there, the four there tells you that he's been talking about something else. And uh, there's quite a discourse there. And then it ends up, he says, Well, for God giveth to a man that is good in his sight wisdom and knowledge and joy. But to the sinner he giveth travail to gather and to heap up that he may give to him that is good before God. This is also vanity and vexation of spirit. Well, Ecclesiastes and Solomon, you know, it's the word, but you've got to work around him just a little bit. The point is, the gather up here is that God is the giver. And you go, well, why is he taking away? Well, this is Old Testament, and things were different under that covenant. But the way it's set up right now, we're in Goshen. Y'all remember Goshen was in Egypt, and all the plagues were coming down on Egypt, but, but the children of Israel were in Goshen. The sun always shined. There was no flies, no, no, no bloody water. It was all, Goshen was the place that he kept it. Well, we're in Goshen. But if you go into Egypt, if you take your faith or lack of faith into Egypt, you are going to be... Uh, Travail. He giveth travail to gather and to heap up that he may give to him that is good before God. The wealth of the wicked is stored up for us. And if you're not on the getting part, on the stored up for you, you're on the other side where you're gathering up for somebody else. There's a lot there and we can't go into all of it, but that's the big end of it is that and you go, well, is God personally involved? No, he's not. The word takes care of everything. Just just operate it like you would a tractor or a car or anything. Just operate it. God's not coming down and slamming on the brakes or turning the steering wheel for you where you can't. He's just said, I, I, this thing's ready to go. Get in and drive it. 
Wealth is the greatest testimony to the world of God's partnership in your life. Now, you may disagree with that. You may not like that. You may say, I don't, I, there's other things. God, love never fails. There's all sorts of arguments you could be made. But we're talking about the world. You, you don't have any say-so if you're poor. You don't. You can't, you can't help. You can't send. You can't uh, fund. You can't supply. You can't, you can't be with the boys that do. You, if you can't, if you don't have it, there's a reason you don't have it. It's because your God is poor or you think and act like he's poor. And I'd say it was B. <laughs> Boy, he's good, y'all. He's good. He's got this right. He's got this right. I said he's got this right. It's consistent. How consistent? I picked out 136 things that said the same thing. He's got it, and he wants to get it to you and me. That's, that's the bottom line of all of it. He just says it that many times, but he wants you to have it. So how do you cooperate? You start getting a little hunger down in here and saying, God, i got plenty. Do y'all have plenty? If we, if, we, if we lined you up with anybody in the world and said, now compare yours to them, you would say, well, I guess I've got plenty. Now, you might not have as much as your neighbor, but if we put you all over the world, you'd, you'd come up looking pretty good financially. You got an education, you got, you got transportation, you got indoor plumbing. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. I love indoor plumbing. <laughs> ah, Jesus made indoor plumbing. <laughs> so, you got plenty. That's my point. Let me get back on that. You, you and I got plenty. We might have a dream out there. I want to get me a, this car. Or I want to live on the lake or whatever. That's fine. That's okay. But if that never did come to pass, you could say, I'm satisfied. Could y'all all say in here, I'm satisfied? I got dreams. I've got a dream of this, and I've got a vision of that, and I, I have my heart set on this, but you and I have plenty. So what's left to do? To give. To fund. More than that is to administrate. When the Lord finds out you've got plenty, He can do exceeding abundantly above what you call plenty. He's not limited to say, well, if that's all you're going to think about, that's all I'm giving you. No, exceeding abundantly above all. So that's not the issue that we're cutting God off. Oh, God, I don't want to cut you off. But if He finds out you're satisfied, if He finds out you go, God, I'm your man. I was messed up when I was in my 30s. I was wonky in my 40s, or whatever you would say to him. But I got it straightened out now. I got my head on, and I, the kingdom is paramount to me. I'm talking about if you just had some alone time with God, and you wanted to talk to him about what he wants to talk about. You would tell him, I'm bought with a price. What you got for me to do? And suddenly the door would swing wide open, and you would be an administrator of the kingdom. As long as you got your focus and me, 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 and us four and no more, there, there's, no, there's no offer coming down from heaven to be an administrator because you'll put your hand in the till, not to cheat or steal, but you'll just say, oh, this is for me. I look at all this money, it's a, and it's just not the way it is. But when you say, ah, I want to be used of heaven before I go to heaven. 
And so you start putting your hand to the plow. The word says, put your hand to the plow. Then the Lord will take care of you. He'll start funding you to fund the kingdom. And then, who is it that said, uh, every time the water gets turned on, the pot gets wet? The water comes out, but the pot gets wet? Well, you'll get wet too with the riches of God as you start administrating it. That's how it works. Now, if y'all want a nutshell, that's, that's how the kingdom works, and that's the mind of Christ. That's how he's thinking. Like, I'm supplying all of your needs. I'm taking care of you. You'll never get to the end of wanting something else. Do y'all know that's right? There's this thing inside of us that never says, well, that's enough. That's plenty. Let's quit that. Not, not without having something come in and dispossess it and say, Jesus, enough of that. I got indoor plumbing. <laughs> I got a refrigerator. <gasps> yes, Lord. And he'll, then he'll start putting you in a place where you'll have what you gave up. It'll come back to you. He needs people to administrate his kingdom. And in this worldly world, it's very challenging for him to find somebody. We're in the me generation. We're in the selfie generation. We're in that unthankful generation. So it's kind of, I don't know if it's scarce. He didn't tell me, but I'm looking around saying, everybody's on a hard run trying to get more. And I've already got more. I could get more, but it wouldn't do anything to me. I wouldn't be more comfortable in my chair. I wouldn't have a better bed. I wouldn't eat better. I wouldn't, nothing would be better. It would just be more opulent, more more out there for others to see, but I am as comfortable and funded and fed and going anywhere I want to, basically. I, if I had more money, I wouldn't want to go more because you, you get wore out on those trips. <laughs> so I'm saying if you have enough, make him Lord in that area and see if he won't bring it back to you. He's a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. So thank you for tuning in this evening. Money coming. Believe God, and you'll see a change in your life. I want to invite you to River Church. We're here on 609 40th Street in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. We're here on Sunday morning at 1010 and 7 o'clock on Wednesday. We'd love for you to visit us if you're in the area. God bless you.